Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dylan. Oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, my God. We'll fix it in post. Take it over again. <laughs> no, he's jumping in. He's doing a karate move, a dynamic entry, because we are talking about narrow way of the martial artist, not to be confused with way of the house husband, or what was the thing you kept calling it, Jordan, in the chibi? Way of the samurai? Yes, not way of the samurai. And we are joined by very awesome dude, friend of the show, Dylan. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me on the show. My name is Dylan Kreider, and I edit podcasts and make people say terrible things in the process. Oh, yes. Will we fix this incident? Probably not, because it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how much editing work I put in. Anything for a goof. Exactly. Goofs, gaffs, and... Gags, yeah. Gags are actually appropriate. <laughs> a gaggle of geefs, yeah. What would you guys call a group pronoun for podcasters? A subscribe of podcasters? A playlist of podcasters? <laughs> a basement of podcasters? Basement? Oh yeah, Mother's Basement, you can come back at any time. <laughs> oh yeah. People are like, oh, but I thought you don't have guests come back. And you're like, we do when they have a million subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> we'll break rules for you if you're big enough. Yes, it's just like the rest of society. If you're rich and famous, people will break rules. Exactly big enough you make the rules <laughs> we don't have principles fuck you it's like all those mega by famous artists or famous creators that's lasted longer than than they probably should have but that's not the case with this series no it is not as let's get into the manga detail this series was created by minya hiraga he much like myself has done nothing notable in his life <laughs> um and this was his first ever series where i feel like, actually jordan i feel like it's been a little bit since we've read someone that literally this was our first ever publication i feel like i could tell that he was young Young, you know, with a working wrist. Much working of his wrist was involved. I feel like there was more working of his ankle. Oh, uh, yeah. Imagine if he just drew it with his feet. <laughs> I would respect him so much. That would be fantastic. This would be the best series you've ever read if this is 100% done with his feet. Yeah, like, I take back all my criticism of it if that was the case. If there's a mangaka that's out there doing the drawings with their feet, I will find them and I will give them all the money that I can because that is a worthwhile effort just to see how ridiculous it is. So we talked about this in a warm-up audio about improving our SEO by having transcripts, and now the word feet is just going to show up a ton. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding? That's going to be in there a lot. Jordan's just going to say feet all the time. Yeah, because this series says feet all the time. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of feet, the series got the boot when it ran from July 5th, 2021 to November 15th, 2021. It ran for 18 chapters in three volumes, so this was not long for the world. No, surprisingly contemporary, though. As we've discussed, this is like, if you get canceled these days, if you cancel, oh, if you get canceled these days, it seems like the exact chapter is 18. Candy Flurry, Hunter's Guild, and Nehru. Pretty sure they were all 18 chapters, and they've all been pretty recent cancellations. Yeah, some of those uh, were better than others, though. I would agree. We'll go into, because why don't we turn it to Jordan's not terrible plot summary. Oh, well, thank you. That was a very passive-aggressive sounding legitimate compliment. I noticed that. <laughs> that was a little backhanded. Every week, I always say Jordan wrote a great plot summary. So it was like not terrible this time. So I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Just, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jordan, take us away. This is a good recording. 
Neruma Isami is a high school kid living in the woods with his grandpa, a great martial artist who just left him one day, like three years ago. All Neru has left of him is a how-to book of martial arts. One day, he is discovered and fought by Akebi, a strong and pretty girl who invites him to her dojo. Once there, Neru is elated to find more kids his age who like martial arts. He shows off his skills, including his powerful flat feet, but is defeated in a duel by a Kebi's twin brother, Jokuro. Jotaro says that he'll only fight Neru again if he gets the top scores on the entrance exam to their martial arts high school. Neru fails to come in first, but it's cool because it turns out that his grandpa also attended the school and he was like the best student ever. So Jotaro, oh my God, I did it again. So Jokuro says <laughs> he'll, f I, did the, I did the last time it was on purpose. This was an accident. <laughs> and Jokuro says he'll fight Neru again if he matches that feat, that feat. Popcorn David. I was like really excited because when you kept saying Chotaro, I was like, oh, did I miss something? Because, you know, <laughs> we're like, oh, so he doesn't, the fucking marine biologist Chotaro Kujo doesn't show up in Cop and Dolphin, but he shows up in this random ass fucking fighting manga. Oh, if only. <laughs> this series really could have used stands. I have always kind of felt that Jotaro saying he is a marine biologist was a cover story. No, it's it's definitely real, um, based on some <laughs> side material. Oh, no. You're probably right, actually. <laughs> so anyway, while at the school, Nehru meets Kaname. I was about to say Ketamine for some reason, <laughs> who is a great archer. Konami. <laughs> yeah, but is written very poorly, so she immediately gets a crush on him. This is when I started realizing maybe Jordan didn't like it as much as the first chapter. No. <laughs> After Kaname's brother kicks him out of the dorms because she forced him to look at her bra, Nero is sent to live in a shack with a depressed guy who fights with acupuncture named Satome Ryuzen. Ryuzen did the best ever on the hunter exam, but got really sad when he almost killed someone. The two meet an evil, non-binary classmate who's scary because they're into gay BDSM. They use correct pronouns for one whole chapter. Yeah, there's like one chapter where they're referring to this to this character with uh, they pronouns, and they mentioned earlier it's like, oh, is he even a boy? So it was like, is this a non-binary character? And then like after that, it's just no, they're using he him pronouns. So I had no idea what they were going for with that uh, pronoun wise. That was a little weird. They were going for gay panic is what they were doing. Oh. Shunnam doesn't have a good track record with LGBT representation. Oh, I mean, it doesn't get much better when it continues on when depression, senpai, Nehru fight, transphobia, kun, and some random strong guy who has absolutely no plot relevance whatsoever. He's just kind of there. Completely irrelevant. And then depression, senpai, he just punches gay panic kun right in the chest in his magical pressure point, which puts him to sleep. <laughs> which is just the solar plexus, by the way. Yeah, he, just, he just drops him <laughs> with that. The entire thing could have been avoided with just a punch. Yeah. And then Nehru's mom shows up, and it turns out she's actually the business version of Grimes and uh, Nehru is Elon <laughs> Musk's little uh, Japanese spawn. More or less, yes, that is, yeah. Yeah, and he's going to get the entire company because apparently companies are hereditary. I have no clue what's going on with that. But Nehru says, no, I don't want to be a spoiled rich kid. I want to bite people with my feet. I don't want your life. Oh, and then it just jumps to, was it five years, five years later or so? Ugh. And then apparently it's turned into Steel Ball Run because Nehru is racing horses while barefoot. Apparently there's a final showdown. I think they just imply there's a showdown. I don't actually remember seeing it. They don't. No, it ends with them like starting the showdown, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh. And they say, oh, to be continued, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the series was a 
fucking mess. Also, Dylan, that was such a smooth transition, man. Oh, thank you very much. Congratulations. Fucking transition of the year. Should have been a category, but way too much effort to realize in every episode. I was going to give it to Elliot Page, but damn. Too soon. All right, so let's get into the character. (laughs) Naruma Asami, I'll start it off, is trying to be good at fight things. High school student, bad at grades, powerful flat feet, heir to a huge company. Okay, Mr. Privilege, as Jordan has noted. Uh, Yeah, he's just kind of the Goku template character where he's not very smart. He wants to fight. Apparently, he can be smart. He's like, oh, I just, I can't run around while taking tests because I'm good when I'm walking. And then he still fails the exam even when he's writing while taking it. So what, I don't really understand the point of that section of trying to make it seem like he has some form of intelligence. This is just reminding me of like all those uh, people talking about like kids with ADD. It's like, you just got to let them run around a bit. All right. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they were going for. They tried to make him like the ADD martial arts rain man. What it seemed like was happening was that like, have you ever heard one of those uh, memory techniques where like if you do an action along with remembering something, you'll remember it. So I think the idea was that like he's so in tune with like his body that like if he says a word while he's doing a specific kick, if he does the kick again, he'll remember the word. Yeah, they, they do play on that a lot. That was actually something I learned in improv is when you're doing a Herald, which is like three scenes and then you reference them. They were like, if you grab a certain body part during each scene and you grab it again, it'll help you remember what happened during that part. Oh, kind of like uh, listening to music when taking a test or something, having it be the same song that you were playing or same type when you were studying that topic. Yep. Speaking of topic, I think we're getting a little off of it. So do you guys have anything else to say about the main character or shall we go to Sassy Grandpa? He's apparently, like, the best. Like, he's just really fucking, like, strong. And his strength always seems to come from his powerful feet. Every time he does, like, something impressive, they're like, wow, that's because his strength comes from the powerful base of his muscular feet. Ugh, gross. (laughs) Ugh. It's like constant. He goes everywhere without shoes, by the way. Literally everywhere. Like, it's, it's a point. Yeah, I forgot to check the first chapter if they drove him without wearing shoes, to be honest. They did not draw him wearing shoes at any point. I reread the entire thing today just to make sure because nothing stuck. (laughs) Really? That's the attention to detail we know we come to know and love in these series. Wow, I'm shocking this wasn't super memorable. (laughs) That's because you're not walking around while you read it. Fuck, that's a good point. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so anyway, Jordan, do you want to tell us about Sassy Grandpa? So basically, Nehru was raised by this uh, old grandpa character who, one of the mysteries of the series that is literally never addressed, but it's how the series starts, is that Nehru is like watching this old man continue to get old and yet continue to get more and more strong and healthier and like more powerful. And then he just disappears for three years. Uh, But apparently he didn't. Like, apparently he was like in contact with Nehru's mom. Like, I I don't fucking know. It was very... It was just very poorly fucking laid out. And also, out of nowhere, they're just like, oh, yeah, your grandpa went to this school and he was the best student ever. And he won all the awards. And I bet you can't do it either, Nehru. (laughs) Oh, my God. Even though I just talked about him for this much time, there's like nothing to say about him because he doesn't really show up. He doesn't show up. He shows up for a total of what? Four panels at the very beginning and then that's it. And then, you know, he matters so little. I'm not even going to have the argument about if he had eyes or not. 
we got bigger fish to fry, like uh, a KB Haiba. So Dylan, would you mind telling us a bit about the first sign that the series maybe doesn't have the best approach towards female representation? Yeah, a KB Haiba, who is introduced while being harassed by a bunch of random schoolboys, and then Neru shows up and beats the crap out of all of them. But, you know, she's actually secretly a really powerful martial artist. She can track him down and watch him and learn everything about him by staring at drawings on the wall and made to be both a damsel in distress, but also incredibly powerful. And she's also the only strong, quote unquote, uh, female character in the entire thing. However, they don't really do anything with that. They don't actually give her a strong personality. She's just passive and kind of conniving at points and not very well written. Yeah, and it's just like, she's too good for everyone. Also, uh, I do want to say that uh, with regards to her, she is like the opposite of Hunter's Guild Red Hood in that not only are her legs very skinny, they're also poorly drawn. Oh, yes. Her upper body, well drawn. Lower body, what the fuck are you doing? What am I How are you at? both have a foot fetish and you can't draw a leg? Right? I was about to say that. That is impressive dedication to just feet and nothing else. The inverse Rob Liefeld. <laughs> no muscle on those things, let alone muscle upon muscle upon muscle. No grimacing ever, no pouches. The opposite of pouches. What's the opposite of a pouch? Women's pockets. There you <laughs> yes, go. <laughs> yes, yes. I guess a skirt. Yeah. Can't put anything in them. Am I right, ladies? I'll take over the brother. Jotaro? Yeah, Jotaro Kujo, who's got the most powerful stand, Star Platinum, <laughs> main protagonist of part three of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which, eh, you know, really wasn't that great a part. I really do think two, four, David, and seven David, are David, really David, highlights David, of it. David, David, What? We'll talk about Jotaro later. We're talking about this character. I think he got a bit distracted by something better. I really just wanted to not acknowledge that I was talking about the wrong character and then just be like, all right, Jordan, let's get on a Konami. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a funnier idea. So we're just going to pretend Jordan didn't interrupt. Yeah. But yeah, so that's really all I can say. Um, it's really weird that he doesn't use time stop at all during the series. But, you know, I guess, eh, you know, probably would have been too overpowered. I mean, in his defense, he actually does use his time stop at one point. It's the duel at the very beginning when suddenly <laughs> things go kind of like black and white and you see just a skull. And next thing you know, Nehru's on the ground and he's all cut up. He uses Zawardo and throws knives at him. That's, what, that's what that was, yeah. People were throwing knives. Yeah. I still stand if the series had gone longer, they were going to introduce some stupid supernatural part. I hope so. But anyway, <laughs> Jordan, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, Kaname, whose last name I'm not going to try and pronounce? Kaname Kozomiya, yeah. That's right. So she's like, it's pretty implied to be a, uh, the love interest. Her whole thing is she shows up and the first thing we see is she's like the crazy girl. And Neru is like, oh, hey, you're cute. And she's like, don't call me cute. What the fuck? And he's like, I call him like I see him and you're cute. So I'm just going to keep calling you cute. And she's like, don't fucking call me cute. What the fuck? And then they physically fight. And then Neru accidentally gets a look at her bra and he's like i didn't mean to look there and so she's like oh my bra so she like opens her shirt and like forces him to look at it yep. and like yeah she's a very well written female character is what i'm saying here very strong characterization involved what they also do, this, see, this is, this is a little bit of a clever writing thing. They make one of her big uh, conflicts the fact that she is a girl who is trying to uh, show that gender doesn't matter. She can fucking be just as strong as everybody else. So actually, David, we're all wrong. She is a feminist character. And then later on in the series, she says, I'm not strong enough to shoot this arrow. You do it. You're a big, strong man. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's consistency. Even though he openly said how he was really terrible at archery, you're like, oh man, a terrible man is still better than a highly skilled woman, clearly by the message of the series. Like, I will say, I did think it was cool when she, um, for a lot, for a, b- a whole bullshit pro- plot reason I don't want to go into right now, they have to fire an arrow way further than it theoretically should be able to do. So she uses a lot of actually, like, pretty interesting archery technique, like, archery, I, I guess, uh, arrow techniques or something to, like, carve it and, like, take a bam bamboo shaft and use that to like add uh add distance or whatever i don't know it's a whole thing but the point is that was a really cool moment where you got to see that kaname was competent in something and i'm pretty sure it was also the last time you saw kaname be competent in anything yeah i just want to highlight that jordan was like there's this cool thing but i won't go into detail and then he immediately fully explained it no i did not david there's more to that that i'm not even fucking going into Oh, uh, you're right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's more about, you know, the science of what they did with the arrow and why they did all of it. No, I mean, I'm gonna, I have to go to the fucking dorm, the reason why they had to fire the arrow back, which I didn't want to go into. Oh. And then he hits the dude and he gains his stand power. And that's, this is, this is part nine of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> oh no. We do need to do a special where we just say what the stand names for every main character, every main protagonist of Flopped Mango would be. I mean, Nehru's can't be uh, Little Feet, because not only is that already taken, but no, that's, that's the opposite of what's happening here, yeah. Oh, I was going to go with Walk This Way. Giant Steps. There we go. Oh. All right. We're going to be on this topic forever, though, and we're still in the character section, so why yeah. don't we finish? Uh, all right, uh, Dylan, can you tell us about the next character, please? Ah, uh, yes, Satomi Ryuzen. He is Depression-sama. Yes. He's the saddest, like, emo flopping, <laughs> living in a shack in the woods person out there. Oh, I related to him. <laughs> Upon his introduction, I was like, hey, I empathize with this guy. You know, he has that burnout feel. They don't really even want him to be there. You can tell he used to be something. And he's just sitting there, you know, reading porno mags, getting mad at Nero for not bringing porn. The place <laughs> is just an entire mess. And, you know, he reminded me not only of myself, but, you know, of all of the other Shonen Jump readers out there. I definitely feel like I had a roommate very much like him before, you know? I feel like I was that roommate, actually, a couple times. Yeah, so you said he likes porno magazines, but does he? Oh, man, it turns out. I I can guarantee he does. Well, I don't know, because (laughs) apparently all he did was literally take his, his former roommate's porno mags, cut off the covers for it, and then insert acupuncture manuals into the porno magazines. Yeah, they weren't even his porno mags either. They were his former roommates, which is such a dick move. So the entire point is that so people would think he was a loser reading porno when actually he was studying martial arts. So stupid. Just the inverse of what I did throughout high school. I know, right? But yeah, uh, his whole thing is that like, he got the highest marks ever on the entrance exam. They call him the fallen dragon because I guess everyone's like, whoa, he did really good on the entrance exam. He's going to be the best ever. And then in the process, somebody like cut off part of his ear, like somebody Mike Tyson did, I guess. And that like pissed him off so much that he wanted to kill them. And the fact that he wanted to kill them made it... him be like oh man shit maybe i should stop this which honestly kind of a healthy reaction yeah no i definitely get that and and then he decided he wanted to use his martial arts god powers for good so he wanted to become you know more of the healing martial arts which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever i mean mean, martial arts is just 
anime for magic. Ah, yes, it's their buzzword MacGuffin. Oh, that's a that sounds like a JoJo a part nine character. <laughs> buzzword MacGuffin. I remember I had a tweet where I said Turkish delight is the most JoJo sounding food. <laughs> Let's go into the last character. Oh, my favorite character. Jordan, oh. yeah, I was about to say, Jordan, why don't you tell us a bit about what if Hisoka met the bad guy from Double Taisei? This dude's, like, way worse than Hisoka. <laughs> like, their name's Yoshiyuki and Koji, and their whole thing is that, like, they really like pain. Like, they literally just get off on pain. They're a masochist. They say that. They also call all the guys uh, Honey and Darling, which is absolutely terrifying if you're homophobic, you know? Yeah. Um, uh. What a scary thing to read in a manga, you know? And, oh, he also's got, like, a split tongue because he's really into body modding clearly mm-hmm. but like basically when he injures somebody he does the same injury to himself and i guess it gets him off yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's got some major body dysmorphia going on right there between the injuries the split tongue and then apparently what happens to him in the five years later a uh, little flash forward it seems like he just goes to like body mod conventions yeah, he's one of those guys that get his eyeballs tattooed and would get synthol injections for his muscles. Uh, now, question. Do you think he has a Prince Albert? No, I think he has a bisected penis. Let's move on. Ah! All right. Speaking of failures like that oh. discussion topic, let's get into why it failed. Oh, great. Reading my notes. We don't have any salvation because Jordan's reading this, leading this topic. So, Jordan, please. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Can you continue on this track of failure? Yeah, so we've kind of touched on it, but basically it just kind of feels like not much really happens a lot in the series. It turns into, oh, it's high school, but like there's fighting, but like there's not like that much fighting. The series feels like it would have come out like the mid 2000s when the standards weren't so high. Yeah. Like from art style to writing to plot, this is definitely a time capsule of showing you how much people have improved in the last 15 years in Weekly Shonen Jump. It felt like a lot of um, greatest hits ideas from really old, uh, early 2000s, even manga and such. I've heard a criticism of Harry Potter that like those kids go to school and they don't have any math class or English class or anything. They're never going to learn how to do like basic shit like outside of just like some magic and shit. And it seems like that's the exact same thing that's happening at this place. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't expand on it at all. And they kind of bring it up because they mention social studies and stuff, but like they show you the curriculum and it's just different forms of fighting. I had that same note. What the fuck is the point of everything they're doing? (laughs) They're not learning anything in this high school. You still have to have math and shit. And they even set up that idea of, oh, I'm really good at studying while fighting. So imagine they could have had like a, I guess this isn't where it could have gone, but they could have really played that up. And then they just completely ignored like that was a major component of their entrance exam. Dude, they have like no classes. Yeah. Like, on one hand, I was kind of glad for that. But on the other hand, that's the whole fucking point. Why would you have them in school if you're not going to show, like, the classes? They could have had it just be a fight club type situation if they only wanted to focus on the fighting aspects. But yeah, it's a school. Give it, make it a school montage thing. Yeah, it may as well have just been a fucking club. Which we talked about in the first chapter. He's like, oh, there's no one where for people like me who want to learn martial art. In Japan. In Japan. That's not a huge <laughs> cultural touchstone. You're right. Also. Why is he the heir to a tech company? <laughs> that was when he knew the series was getting canceled. Why the fuck was he spending time on that? Out of fucking nowhere. That feels like a plot point that you would introduce much later down the line where it would actually introduce some conflict instead of just being resolved by a simple, nah, I'm not going to be that. 
You have a family member show up that he hasn't seen in a long time when the series is already ending, and you don't bring back fucking grandpa. Yeah, like, there was one moment in the beginning, it was actually a moment that I thought was kind of awesome, where just, they're running out of time to finish the entrance exam, and just, just Nehru shows up with a fucking horse out of nowhere, and they're just, and the only explanation, how'd you know how to ride a horse? And he's like, oh, we used to have horses. So I guess maybe that was the foreshadowing that he came from a rich family. Is that a cultural thing out there, where rich families have horses like out here? That felt really weird. I don't know. <laughs> I've never ridden a horse, so. I've, I've ridden a horse when I was a little kid, and it knocked me off. That's cute. The horse's name was actually Gluey. Oh. That's really morbid. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young to get that joke, but then when I was older and just thought about it, I was like, yo, what the fuck did they name that horse? <laughs> Isn't there a horse in Animal Crossing named Elmer? That's the same kind of line. Oh my god. <laughs> well, they also set up this book as being a huge thing. That's really not. It was introduced as like, yeah, his, his sole possession, and then it was introduced at one brief moment again and then never touched upon. This series should just have been mothballed from the first chapter. Also, the writing really, it kind of felt like fan fiction the way that it was set up and written. Yeah, I can't tell you anything about any of these characters, and they throw a lot of characters at you that are very half-developed. And it's all like, oh, well, he's the heir to X family. He's in the that uh, family. Like, it's just building all these things up that don't matter. How could you possibly keep track of this shit? Yeah, that last chapter, the offer was like, really? Did you really think we fucking remembered any of these characters enough to care? The last chapter was so hard to follow. There was nothing going on with that. It was in one ear, right out the other. Like, they're at a stadium, they're waiting for a fight. There was a moment where Kaname said, uh, oh, we broke up, implying with Nehru. But the thing is that the author, if it's Kaname, the author drew her with a different hairstyle, which, as we all know, if you do in manga, it is impossible to tell who you're talking about because the only way to identify manga characters is through their fucking hairstyle. Yeah. There's, like, a horse race, and then it says that Nehru is the first person they let run in the race using just... On his feet? I think that's their only Jojo reference that they allowed. They just did Steel Bar Run, and then that's it. Besides a character being named Jotaro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Jotaro actually being in this for a while. You know what? You're right. This is actually really just a spinoff. One of his better characterizations, too, I will say. <laughs> it's Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a lot more power than uh, Stone Ocean, so yeah. Also, that last battle took forever. It was like four chapters for that fucking curtain battle or whatever, where they were fighting in, like, people's laundry. I fucking hate the thing that happens in manga sometimes, where it's like, how does this guy win the battle? Well, he just like powers up and his fucking essence is just like so intense. Yeah. Straight up had a limit break moment right there to pull through and win. He used KO Ken. I really thought that fight was going to end fast because the guy had that cool idea where he punched the ground and you could see everyone. But no, it kept going for like three more chapters. Yeah. They introduced that as if it would be a really interesting idea, and it kind of was for the first couple panels, and then they, it was revealed that, oh, it doesn't matter that it's in laundry, it would be the exact same if it was taking place just in an open field. Right, like they bring it up like it's going to be a maze, so you're thinking, oh, they're going to be walking through the maze and trying to find each other. No, don't, don't yeah. fucking worry about it. They may as well not even be there. Although I will say my favorite part of it is when um, the transphobic character throws knives and they block the knives using the cloths. Dude, those knives would go through that cloth. What What is happening right now? Like, did they throw it with like such little strength? 
it just fucking doesn't pierce it? What the fuck is happening? I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, I've got no idea what was going on with that. I'm Maybe, like, if you wad the clothes tight enough or you layer them enough, kind of like uh, bulletproof clothing where it's layer upon layer, but... Heavy canvas or something, but they didn't say that. Who knows? You know, this series sucks. Hey, hey, it has its good moments, okay? <laughs> All right, well then, Dylan, Mr. Positive, why don't you lead us off with talking about what the series did well? Man, fucking Dylan. He's like the Tucker of transitions. <laughs> The show really is not all, or not the show, shit. <laughs> no, it's fine. Alex Patak started calling it a show, and we've been saying that ever since. This was not all bad. It wasn't just a straight garbage fire. It actually opened up fairly promising, especially with the uh, the woodblock-style drawings on the color page, and just yeah. sassy grandpa just having this kind of, like, drunken fist kind of aura around him, where they, even though he doesn't have eyes, you can tell he's just looking and smirking with this kind of, like, half-wink going on the entire time, and when, you know, as it goes on, the art does actually improve, especially like I mentioned earlier, when and Jotaro uses his stand and there's the whole skeleton <laughs> moment and suddenly Nero just gets thrown on the ground. There's some real skill shown off in there, including some of the Buddha statues and everything. It was kind of bullshit he didn't use Starfinger, though. I mean, it was an obvious, like, out. Iraqi forgot. Iraqi forgot. Yeah, Starfinger hasn't been a thing for far too long. That would have made it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Starfinger you. Uh, Ooh. Oh, my. shit. I legitimately don't have a single positive to say that we haven't discussed because literally pretty much Dylan just said word for word what was my list of positives. I do. I got I got some positives. Oh, oh, I, I got some positives. Yeah. I actually like the art. I think the art was pretty good in a lot of places. I thought that the backgrounds were actually very detailed and very nice looking in a lot of shots. The action was also very cool. The art was not an issue for me except for Akebi's legs, which look like shit. <laughs> He draws all these girls in long flowing pants and they look good. That's usually the hard thing to draw. Usually it's tough to draw like the folds and fabric, but no, he pulls that off so much better than like legs. Legs are like hands. They're incredibly complex and very difficult to do. They're not, you know, yeah. one of the most base parts of human anatomy that everyone learns how to draw from a young age. Yeah. Her legs were legit like beast children legs. Oh, God. I mean it, but like generally I thought the art was pretty distinctive. I liked how he drew the eyes of the characters. I think there was a lot of uh, movement. And yeah, I mean, I will say the guy really knows how to draw muscular feet. Uh, Those were some balky ass feet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to hear that sentence again. <laughs> God, we'll make it a soundbite for this episode just for you. Oh, no. All right, so do you guys have any other positives for this series? Some of the archery stuff was pretty cool. I feel like this guy should have just made an archery comic. Yeah. That was the only time where he really felt like he put effort into a scene. Yeah. I think it's the part that the author really knew the best. And I mean, the archery himbo older brother was actually one of the better characters. And it's funny because there was no feet involved in that entire scene. Yeah. How about that? How strange. Hmm. <laughs> It would have been cool, though, if he had shot the arrow with his feet. I thought he was going to do that. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I thought he'd be like, my arms aren't strong enough. And he, you know, yeah. shot it with his leg. He's his fucking quads. But no. <laughs> but though that does make me think about why don't we talk about where their series could have gone? Cool. Yeah. Beyond the idea of him shooting archery with his feet, which is a real thing. Dylan, where do you think this series could have gone? 
I really actually would have appreciated if the series actually, because it opened, it was that they, um, when he entered the school, they were given a list of like, it was 12 different types of techniques or martial arts or whatever. I don't know the exact amount. I'm just spitballing 12 because I like the number 12. (laughs) But if they actually gave it more depth, because they were supposed to give each of them based on how it was planned out, I'm assuming they were going to do a chapter or two based on each of the martial arts techniques. And then it was going to evolve into more of Nehru's journey with whatever one he decided to continue studying however hold on i have to stop you right there because you said the way this series was planned yeah the series was not planned really did it felt like there was an overall plan that was in the air but they didn't have the skill or opportunity to follow through on it which is why they rushed everything so much like throwing the entrance exam into chapter four yeah oh everything felt super rushed but also hold out way too long if the plot itself had actually moved at a faster pace but still the characters weren't suddenly evolving and developing and throwing more and more in all at once where if you just focused on the characters already introduced and you had the plot expand and move faster, I felt that would have been a really cool improvement and probably given the series a little bit more staying power. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have had so much fun talking about it. No, they had done good ideas like that. Yeah, dunking on it is really fun. I know, right? And it's not even basketball. Oh. But Zynga. We'll have to read Kuroko's basketball for that. Oh, no, 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 no. They were reviewing for Man Constant. They're like, yeah, this is pretty racist. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right for the author. Yeah. What Rem should read is Robot Laser Beam. No, that's no. It's the series by Coker's basketball guy. Oh, no. Re- oh. It's even more racist. So racist out of fucking nowhere. Oh, no. That, that'll Jordan be Jordan just terrible. loves talking about, you're like, here's a fun fact that Robot Laser Beam manga was super racist. Yeah, well, it's just out of fucking nowhere. Like, it wasn't racist for, like, half, over half the fucking run, and it's just out of nowhere. Yeah, God. Ugh. I'm just thinking what else. Oh, yeah, so I think, though, he really could have just taken the mirror thing and been like, he can mirror any technique, but instead of arms, he has to use feet, and literally everything he does has to be foot-based. If I've read enough manga and watched enough anime, I know that one of the ways that they could have done this was, um, you know, you introduce the book, all right? And every time he pulls off a mirroring technique, and they do this a little bit, but not enough. They could have been like, ah, chapter three, page like 92 or whatever, this move. Like you set it up that he learned from this book. You could just l- lean into that more, you know, make it more about the book because the book is also his relationship with his grandfather. Like that's, yeah. that's his connection like i really thought it was cool how like all those little markings were actually just drawings of forms but like i want to know more about his connection to the book and his emotions around it ah but that would require being able to write character depth this author is uh clearly somebody who learned how to write from fanfiction.net so he wouldn't have done that but you know i'm just saying Writing his foot fanfiction. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, actually. This is reminding me how Dungeons and Daddies had like a sock ad. So Dungeons and Daddies is four dudes and one woman and they had the woman reading the ad. And she's like, when I'm cold and, you know, I just want to warm up my feet and I just put the, and they're like, we're attracting on. She's like, oh, I know. (laughs) Beth May is a fucking national treasure. Beth May's great. Yeah. Dylan, if you haven't listened to Dungeons and Daddies, I think you'll enjoy quite immensely. I will need to sit down or have it running in the background while I'm doing some office work. That's a good thing to do. It's a D&D podcast. That's what they're for. They have 16,000 patrons. Right? I'm pretty sure they were like already kind of famous. Yeah. Oh, 
It's Jimmy Wong's gang and Anthony Birch is the DM. The best recent moment is there is, I, I didn't know there was a meme called at least I'm not Anthony Birch because people just dunk on Anthony Birch being like a cuck and like his wife treating him like shit and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> And literally people on 4chan would be like, no matter how bad your life is, just remember you're not Anthony Birch. <laughs> and they played a session where they did like a bonus session and one of the villains was Anthony Birch and they killed Anthony Birch. And like he wasn't supposed to die, but they just rolled really well and the DM was like really mad. And Anthony Birch goes, well, at least I'm not Anthony Birch. <laughs> there you go. That meme's dead. Yeah. He fucking killed it. That's it. It's like when uh, Rick Astley sang... Uh saying never going to give you up at the Macy's Day Parade. Like, we're done. We're done. That's, that's a good cap for it. Or when Obama did a thanks Obama meme in that subreddit shut down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you have a crowning moment on a meme like that, it that's the the best way to kill it. And then, you know, you know fuck, fuck this where it could have gone shit. This series really just didn't need to exist. Really, this should have been like a 25% of a different series that had something much more interesting because this is, sorry, that's more Final Verdict. Uh, um, but yeah. speaking of, you guys cool if we just keep rambling about miscellaneous thoughts? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The main thing I want to talk about is as a fellow flat-footed person. Me too, David, yeah! This series really spoke to me. <laughs> Bill, and you're welcome to excuse yourself with your inferior feet. That don't get like cramps all the time. Yeah, without foot pain. I just the thought of having. I'm sorry. I am very anti-foot as a human being. If I had the option, I would replace my entire lower legs with just springs, like the good runners, uh, because feet are to me are just the most vile thing. <laughs> so we know someone who's not got an account on Wiki Feet. Man, so we really picked a great series for you, huh? Oh uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Sean Rollins, my roommate. Name drop. When I brought up that this was the manga you were having me read, Lee laughed and he looked at me and said, oh, Dylan, oh, you're in for a rough time, bud. It's like by chance when Sean was on, we happened to do the one series that has like an incest subplot, <laughs> which we didn't know ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> it ruled. Sean was great. Man, Teenage Renaissance David was such a fucking strange man cut read. Oh, pissing incest. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's what I remember about Teen Renaissance David. And that actually had a Jotaro's hat in it. It did. Oh, that was real. That was good though. That was that was actually a good joke. The mannequin piss was great. We are really getting miscellaneous in this section. Also, did you guys see like frogs just kind of showed up? There was like a frog at the entrance exam, and it's just like not explaining why there was just like a frog hanging out. Oh, I'm assuming that was just the grandpa. He turned himself into a frog. He's that good at martial arts. He can transform into animals. Turned himself into a frog. It was the funniest shit I ever seen. As a prank, yeah. It was the most martial arts shit he's ever seen. Uh, Jordan just doesn't get it. It's okay. I kind of felt while reading this, like, I, maybe this is this, maybe this is the school that Mash should have gone to from Mashal. But it's not as interesting if he goes here. Mash is overqualified to attend the school. That's how you make Mashal into a boring series. I mean, so boring that nothing from this will stick in my head except for the gross obsession with feet in, in like a couple days i'm not gonna remember a single thing the foot manga is only one yes big foot <laughs> oh i hope this is the only one. Oh, it's uh, not don't uh, worry it's not oh no oh no. i can't think of any more i just know there are more i wanted to point out the really blatantly lazy copy paste job with the flashback <laughs> yeah uh like, they didn't do anything. They just copied and pasted it into Photoshop, which really makes me appreciate that in One Piece, Oda doesn't recycle panels. He will redraw the panel when there's a flashback. Well, Oda's a machine. Yeah, I, I remember when Queen shot himself twice in the manga, and there was an explosion twice, and he actually drew the explosion twice, despite it being identical explosions. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. That's some dedication. I did want to point out, like, so his mom just shows up at the end and his mom walks out to see him and he's just like, I'm hungry. Make me food. So she just makes him fucking rice balls. Yep. Like, I don't know. Just saying, like, I'm hungry, woman. Make me fucking food. It's just like. Damn it, woman. Make me a rice ball. And they talk about how bland it is. Yeah, it's just rice with salt. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, it reminds me about how I really live that stereotype about white people don't use seasoning when my aunt brought mashed potatoes and all she put on them was salt. <laughs> oh, no. If you haven't had good funeral potatoes, though, that's that's a shame. Gotta kill somebody first for that. <laughs> okay, Jordan. Like, we've murdered this series. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. It's in the ground. I feel like people are not going to be shocked about our opinions of the series as we turn it to the final verdict. So why don't we kick things off with some six word summaries? Naturally, we did not quite as many as Cop and Dolphin because Cop and Dolphin was actually really worth reading and, you know, didn't make you wonder about the foot fetish the author had, but we still got some good ones. So first from T. Wolfwood, who is listening to us right now, I forgot to read this manga, so I guess he didn't. <laughs> well, no, he said, I forgot I read this manga. Huge difference. <laughs> Sorry, let me restart. Okay. T. Wolfwood said, I forgot I read this manga. I'm sure I will yeah. too. This will be a strong contender for series we forgot existed. Yeah. Kirbymon said, everything is flatter than Nero's feet. <laughs> it's true. Generic man said, wrong generation for martial arts degree. Generic man. Oh, he is my favorite character from uh, Nero. <laughs> Big shout out though to generic man who made that super awesome Shonen Jump uh, list where he literally broke down every series by run length author and chapter. Oh, yeah, dude, that shit rules and is going to be very helpful. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. And then uh, Tucker said recording tomorrow. Uh, it's probably bad. Again, once again, without even reading it. Oh, my God. Way to go, Tucker. Damn it, Tucker. You got to save some for the rest of us. <laughs> Fuck. And then, Jordan, what was your six word summary? Uh, my six word summary was Quentin Tarantino presents Ninja Art School. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. How are you doing? Oh, that's fantastic. Mine uh, was martial arts with a foot fetish. <laughs> so apparently I'm the only one who didn't talk about the foot fetish. So I piece of shit as I was in my road too. One of them I thought was really good. And one of them I just wanted to make fun of uh, the series. So the first one I said that I didn't think was quite as good was like rice balls with only salt. Yeah. Fairly apt. And then the second one was everyone was only kung fu fighting. That's a good one. That's the banger. Yeah. Yeah. That was my real sex word summary. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was proud of that one. But I think nothing will ever beat My Hero Zootopia. Yeah, it was for good. Ozu. But that one's not six words, so I feel like it's disqualified. Yeah. All right. So speaking of flops, Jordan, was this a flop or not? Yeah, it was a well, flop. certified flop. I don't know if I'd say it was certified flop, just because the way, like, the biggest issue with this is that it's just very mediocre. Yeah. Enough good stuff with like the art and stuff like that, where I think it just barely, barely isn't a certified flop. But it's on the fucking cusp. It's not a good series. I'd agree with that. Dylan, how about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely a flop. Not good by any measure. It's all right in some regards, but I, I wouldn't say it's the worst. It's, 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 it's a flop. You just drop it on the ground and it goes plop. <laughs> it's a plop flop. <laughs> it's a plop. <laughs> Shonen plop. Dan Harrison with the belly flop. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was a good one. 
<laughs> so that's another good modifier. Uh, but yeah, I agree. This is a flop. So Jordan, though, was this the worst thing we've ever read? Uh, no, that's the thing. We've read far worse. Like far worse. Like this. This sucks. No, God, a fucking fucking a bone collection is way worse than this. Just way worse. <laughs> or Build King. There, no, there are many series that we've read that are far worse than this. Yes. So I'll take it that this is not better than Chainsaw Man, though, no. Dylan, I know you've been reading Chainsaw Man in preparation of being on the show. So just just because you've read Chainsaw Man lately, how would you compare this to Chainsaw Man? Well, I mean, considering both of these uh, characters feature socially and somewhat academically inept main characters who admit very early on that their downfall will be the women in their lives, I will say that this uh, compares very poorly compared to Chainsaw Man. I just remembered there was a moment where fucking Akebi says, oh, be careful of the women here. The women are all crazy. And then he's just like, that knowledge would turn out to be very true. <laughs> uh, something I do think I, I would really like to bring up is the fact that so long time ago when we covered Time Paradox Ghostwriter, we found this Discord, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. We found this Discord that was all obsessed with Time Paradox Ghostwriter. And then when that got canceled, they shifted to be about our blood oath. And when that got canceled, they shifted to Nehru Way of the Martial Artist. So what you're saying is we're going to have to pop back into the Discord and say, guys, we're back. Yeah, pretty much. Now, what they've moved to instead is Ayashiman, which is at least far better than Nehru. The fact that it was appreciated by this group makes me really worried about Ayashiman. That's actually my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It's good. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to be like uh, Red Sprite. Who was our guest on Red Sprite? Mitch. When Mitch recommended Candy Flurry two weeks before it got canceled. <laughs> Aishimon, though, is pretty great. It's by the dude who made Hell's Paradise, who was an assistant on Chainsaw Man. Which is great. Hell's Paradise fucking rules, by the way. How did we not mention in the Dan to Dan bonus content that he also worked on Chainsaw Man? You'd think we'd be on that. Damn, we dropped the fucking ball. Chajimoto, man, so based. Chajimoto, shut up. <laughs> so, Dylan, though, um, as our guest, I'd really love to ask you next, what would you recommend? Instead of reading Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist, I would say you can read absolutely anything else. But first of all, I'm going to recommend Chainsaw Man because... <laughs> I fucking was like, is he going to recommend Chainsaw Man? Forgive me for the cop-out. You're just pandering to the people that you're with at this point. In his defense, he did just read it. Yeah, it is the most fresh thing in my mind. Have been reading it for just the past two days. So that, that is why I'm recommending it highly, first of all, above this. I will agree. Read Chainsaw Man over Nehru. I think that everybody here will agree with that. Oh, you don't worm your way out of that, Jordan. You need a real recommendation. Oh, no, I have. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't my placement for a recommendation. Oh, just making sure. Here's a recommendation, and this is also something that we've uh, we've recommended before, obviously. But um, if you would like a series about a strong kid who got trained by his older caretaker in the forest and then winds up in a really interesting uh, special high school, you should read Marshall. Yeah, Marshall's great. We had an episode, rec episode on it. That's why I'm saying we had a recommendation episode. So everybody listening, you should already fucking know you should read Marshall. Do you know that's completely fair? By the way, so Dylan, how far are you in Chainsaw Man? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I believe I, hmm, Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket! That's what I say to avoid saying Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I acknowledge that I swear far too much. I just finished reading uh, chapter 36, which is in the middle of uh, gun arc when everyone's been shot and now there's zombies. Oh, fuck yeah. 
By the way, one of the best things about Chainsaw Man is you should go read Fujimoto's author comments yeah. with each chapter because he just kind of says whatever the fuck he wants to say. I can imagine he's that kind of man based on Chainsaw Man. That is written by a man who gives no fuck. Yeah, there's at least a YouTube video where someone compiled them all. And like, there's some highlights. Like, he just talks about how much he loves like a specific dessert. Like, he mentions it maybe 10 plus times. <laughs> or how he says what his top three favorite numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> the best one was uh, a Shonen Jump anthology right when COVID started. The fucking best thing ever. Like Oda was like, oh, we're going through some tough times now, but we can all stand strong. And everyone else was just like, oh, we're going to get through this. And then Fujimoto was just like, yo, guys, did you know that you could get two for one pizzas at Domino's right now? <laughs> <laughs> The best part is he was explicitly asked about COVID and he ignored it. <laughs> I'm a man after my own heart. Also, his Twitter account says he is a girl in the third grade. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Fujimoto. We could talk about why we love Chainsaw Man, but we've only got a few. But also, in your own free time as a piece of homework, look up the results of the first ever Chainsaw You're Man so popularity good. poll. So good. We will leave that to you, Dylan, as an exercise and an exercise to the readers. And we've told this story before, but it may be the greatest thing to have ever happened in Chainsaw Man fandom. Actually, it is literally impossible to have had a better result for the popularity <laughs> poll than what occurred. You know a series is bad when we just start talking about Chainsaw Man. Also, fuck Makama. I don't even if she has a dump truck. I showed you this. There's a Twitter account just called at Shonen Flop. It's a Makima Simp account. Yeah, that's why we didn't sue him. I love that meme. Fujimoto's avatar, which is like what? It's like a heart or something that has like a smiley face. Yeah. And it has his sunglasses and he's like, I implore you, Shonen Flop editors. Makama having a dump truck ass is very important to the plot of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> but here's the thing. It is 100% true. It is. <laughs> Why don't we go to shoutouts and really uh, talk about some other awesome things that we can talk about forever. Props to George for making the opening and ending theme being a great co-host and helping with the editing and also knowing who the best girl on Chainsaw Man is. Props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Burr and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research, even if he actually didn't have really a chance to read the series because we had an off-scheduling time and he just kind of got caught off guard. Thank you for Nicole for helping with social media. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. And thank you to Generic Man for providing us with a really awesome Shonen Jump sheet with all series ever featured in the magazine with chapters, offers, run dates, etc. Seriously, it's nuts. Amazing. Thank you. How about you, Jordan? Is there anyone? Yeah, I would like to thank you, David, for all of your hard work editing this very episode. So if you hear me start talk talking like this, then it means David is editing some stuff together. Anyway, let's. Yeah. All right. Thank you, David. You try. You know who else I really want to thank are all of our awesome patrons. I want to give a shout out to Pterodactyl Ghost for actually for speaking of it being a Chainsaw Man level patron. And then I also want to give a shout out to Albi, Gabe Lando, Majin Knights, Mark, Matt, Marty, Megan, who just joined today, actually. So they just yeah. got in the wire to be given a shout out. So welcome back, Megan. Overrated Apples, T. Wolfwood, for being our awesome King of the Forest patrons as well. Yes, thank you so much. And if you're thinking about joining our patron, we really appreciate it. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive 
exclusive mini episodes, deleted scenes, and you can even help us pick what we're going to cover next. You can find us at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much requested Gomez Moon and Mashal Punching Harry Potter shirts, along with the cover from this episode and a portion of the proceeds go back to the original artist to boot. And no worries if you can't help the show out financially. If you could like, rate, review, or share our show, it really helps us build an audience. Even telling one friend to check us out means a lot. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website shonenflop.com or on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. But enough about us. I really want to give a sincere thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much for being on the show and you know, just being a really awesome friend in general. That's definitely one of my favorite things of being on Anime Out of Context that we really got to connect like this. Yeah, thank you so much, Dylan, for showing up. This is great. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys so much again for having me on. I always am down to talk to you in regards to ridiculous <laughs> uh, shonen manga or anything like that. But yes, as you guys mentioned, uh, I am the editor for Anime Out of Context. This is how we actually got all together. And I just make Sean Rollins and Remington Chase say some absolutely horrible things <laughs> as well as make sure that uh, they don't say incredibly horrible things on purpose. But yeah, that's all that I really do. I just handle audio and I make great great art out of it. Aww. Hell yeah. Just like Bjork. Shout out to her. You know, I just realized actually, who, what, what's the reference to the boy wizard tier in your patron? So starting around episode, I think one even, whoa, so our whoa. very first episode or even our non first episode, like the one that we reserved, like our demo episode. Yeah. They started making an in joke where they said, Harry Potter is my favorite anime. They have not made that joke in a while because of a particular individual and um, how problematic that could be saying that. However, we are still leaving the boy wizard tier because, of course, the image is Elijah Wood. Mm. We also had the Cory in the house bit that I have finally said, all right, no, and put an axe to and I changed it to inappropriate Joey Wheeler. Hey, yo! I was just thinking that because so the main series we want to do a mini series on for Shonen Flop, which is probably my favorite canceled, is called M.O. And it's literally about a wizard school. Ooh. So that's why I was was wondering. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, maybe you guys should be guests on it where we literally cover a wizard school manga. But then I was like, yeah, I was like, why do they reference boy wizards in their Patreon? It's a lot better than just the Harry Potter tier because that would be a little bit too much. Yeah, a little tone deaf right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be some difficult turf, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. Also, trans rights are human rights. Trans rights. Let's everybody just say trans rights all the time. Damn Skippy, trans rights. Everybody in the chat, you know, just say it right now, even if we can't hear you. We'll know. Yep. Yeah, we're watching. We're yeah. listening. T. Wolfwood has written trans rights, so we know they're with it. Hell yeah, T. Wolfwood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as Albie, both listeners wrote trans rights. So there you go. Yes, Albie. Yes. Damn Skippy, Albie. I love how there's a Discord gang weed where they just post like pretty much like ironic memes, but just, I don't know how to explain it, but they just talk about smoking weed and trans rights in all of their memes. <laughs> there's like a picture of like Heath Ledger's Joker or no, not Heath Ledger, uh, the fucking Suicide Squad Joker. Some people say we live in a society. I say trans rights <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> It's, it's just the dumbest fucking subreddit, and I love it. Uh, fuck, this was a great episode, Dylan. Thank you so much for being on. Are you guys ready to go to sign off? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> fuck, my cue. Yeah, look, this is what are we waiting for. <laughs> Wait, did I miss mine? No, it was you. Am I supposed to die? Sorry, sorry. Right? This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Dylan. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> floppity, floppity, bye. <laughs> <laughs>